This is Supply Chain Radio with Guy Courtin here with Rachel from Burton. Rachel, how are you? I'm good, Guy. How are you? Doing all right. It's kind of funny. Burton, and we're out here in Arizona where it's like 100 degrees out. <laughs> it is 100 degrees. It's 100 degrees out. <laughs> I think it snowed this morning back home. Probably did. Probably did. <laughs> so let's talk about Burton. I mean, Burton obviously, well, not obviously, but I think for a lot of us who have followed the brand and know outdoor sports, especially winter sports, really know or recognize Burton as an iconic brand in the outdoor winter winter game, if you will. First, why don't you introduce yourself real quick to our audience, who you are and what you do, but then can you dive a little bit and, and just give the audience some history on Burton? Because I think it's a really fascinating one. Yeah, sure. So my name's Rachel Grogan. I am Burton's Global Supply Chain Director. I've been with us for about 11 years at this point. I started with Burton straight out of school, and I'm still here and happy and engaged as ever. So Burton started in 1977 by Jake Burton, and he really started not only the brand, but also also the industry. Snowboarding was non-existent prior to Burton coming on the map. Kind of like one of those important milestones in the history of Burton is when Jake met Donna, his wife, in 1981 at a bar in, on New Year's Eve. And kind of ever since then, those two have been, have been shaping the snowboard market and, and Burton as a whole, and they're continuing to do so today. Cool, cool. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about more about, you know, where is Burton today in terms of its business and what are you aspiring to be, you know, in the next five years? Yeah, so Burton has traditionally been a wholesaler and they are trying to grow our direct consumer business so that we can control our brand, our brand messaging and our brand image and kind of like share our values, the things that are important to us and the brand out with our consumers because in the outdoor space, especially, that connectivity to the brand and what you're choosing to spend your money on is important and it's driving purchasing decisions these days. So continuing to evolve on our direct side of the business and make sure that like what we stand for and what we value is getting out there to the marketplace. So let's talk a little bit about that. So you're talking about now going more direct to consumer. So mm-hmm. obviously that's going to put a lot of different challenges in front of you and for your supply chain. You know, what do you see or what is Burton looking at as, you know, the top two, three challenges it has to be more customer-centric, to be more direct-to-consumer? So there's a couple of things. One, we make an awful lot of product and we don't use a lot of data to kind of like drive what those product decisions are. So honestly, it's figuring out like what we what we want to continue to make more of and like continue to make those things seasonally and then kind of figure out what like smaller collections could look like. I think if you think about Burton historically, we think about ourselves as a seasonal business. So the entire calendar is all oriented around this big giant season. And what we're being challenged by by our CEOs right now is to think about it more in terms of months. So where we used to have one big delivery window in the fall, we're now looking at deliveries every month of the year because we have our own e-com and retail stores to fill. So that's going to be a complete departure from how we've managed our supply chain in the past. So what do you think is the biggest challenge from a supply chain standpoint? Is it around a better visibility? Is it around better supply collaboration? Is it better demand sensing? Is it just more available inventory across the year instead of one segment? I mean, or is it sort of a combination of the above? Is there one particular area you guys see as the biggest challenge? I think our biggest challenge is, quite honestly, that we try and kind of be everything to everyone. So we don't know when to say no. And so we end up putting a lot of stuff out into the market that we probably don't necessarily need to. So I think it's us looking more internally at at customer data and sell-through data to like come up with a little bit more of a strategic plan on what we should be making. And then 
put more of those types of things through our supply chain and out into the market. So it's really, you're saying it's anticipating more of the front end, the, the demands and yeah. all that, and then letting your supply chain fulfill those and running your supply chain as, you know, really being pulled by that front end demand side. Yeah. And then on the supply chain specifically, I think we have an enormous road ahead of us to figure out how to cut down on our lead times. I know you and I have talked about that offline, but you know, trying to manage 150 to 200 day lead time and then trying to actually get goods to where they are, that is pretty prohibitive to being like quick to market. That's right. actually the antithesis of right. being quick to market. Right. right. So the name of the game for us is going to be how do we better leverage our raw materials and how do we make sure that like we can cut down our lead times by managing those more raw precisely. Material. Right. Yep. Right. Now, you talked, I think, a little bit about this in the beginning. I know you and I have talked about this offline. But I think one of the topics that I know a lot of our audience is always interested in is this idea or the importance of sustainability. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you mentioned this earlier, and I think it's a fantastic comment, and you can expand on it. But obviously, Burton's foundational business is based around sustainability in the sense that if it doesn't snow anymore or if the environment gets destroyed, I can't snowboard. I can't go outdoors. So We lose our industry. You lose yeah. your industry. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about how are you guys approaching this? Where do you guys see the value in being sustainable, other than obviously keeping your market open? Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this earlier, but customers are making decisions on where to spend their money with brands that they align to from a value perspective. And in the outdoor space, we all share the same common goal of enjoying being outside. Right. We all right. need that right. there. So what we're doing on the sustainability side is we look at the people that are both within the organization. Are we taking care of those people? Are they fulfilled? And then we're also looking at the people that touch our supply chain. Are the people who are working in the factories that are producing our goods, are they earning a fair wage? Do they have fair hours? Like, what is all of that? So we're looking at the people. And then we're looking at the product. Burton has put a lot of effort. We have uh, 2020 goals, which you can find on our website. We're very transparent about them. But it's figuring out how to be utilizing the most sustainable materials in our product during the manufacturing process so that we're causing as little harm to the environment as possible. Things like being 100% organic cotton, mm -hmm. being either 100% blue sign by year 2020, which is right around the corner. Blue sign is a, is a third party that manages the air pollution and water pollution outputs from the manufacturing process and making sure that those things are getting recycled or scrubbed before they're released into the environment. And then making sure that we're using, like, what is our end of life for our products? Like, breaking down a snowboard that's made of a lot of epoxy and, mm -hmm. and glass and wood and metal, like, that's not something that can easily go into a landfill. Right, right. Yeah. So we're looking at a lot of, like, our end of life studies and what does that look like long term. Do you have any insights on that? So the end of life study, I mean, we, we hear, and we've talked about this on this podcast, this whole notion of the, the circular life of inventory that it no longer, the journey no longer ends when the customer purchases it. So we have to think about end of life, recycling, you know, not putting in landfill, or can we repurpose it? Can you talk a bit more about that from that perspective? Yeah, so I think what we're trying to do at that point is like in a world of fast fashion, especially on the soft goods side, we're the opposite of that. We're trying to make goods that can literally be around for, for lifetime. Right. You know, every product has its lifetime. Right. But stuff that like you're not wearing one season and then throwing it away and going out and get another one like you're going to make an investment in that jacket in that fleece and you're going to wear that for seasons to come right and then you're going to be able to pass that down through whatever donation channel that is we are working on a on a reuse program that also is on our website but where you can return goods back to burton yeah. and we'll sell them through our own channels and then give you a discount code to go buy something else so that we can that's like one of our pilots to try and figure out how to manage that end of life very cool 
We're also doing things on the snowboard side where we're experimenting with water-based glues so that like the whole board could just separate so then you could actually try and figure out how to either recycle certain parts. That's probably a little more far-fetched, but we're looking at everything. Very cool. So one more question, and I know you're, you spend a lot of time in China. I do. And obviously, Burton leans a lot of your global company from a manufacturing distribution standpoint. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, we think about Burton, we think about, hey, it's a Burlington, Vermont company, it's, it's been around for a while, but obviously you're global. How are you guys handling a lot of these macroeconomic issues like the trade wars with China, you know, tariffs, things like that? Yeah, so that's obviously a point of concern for us. A lot of our business comes out, a lot of our goods come out of China. So what we've been working on for the past couple of years is partnering with those suppliers who still have a very large footprint in China to figure out where they could be producing uh, and then supporting them on that journey. It's pretty scary to like lift up roots and go set them down in a complete other country where you don't have the skill set to be able to, you know, to build a team there, let right. alone open a factory. So making sure that we're making those commitments to those manufacturing partners that when you do move out to another country, we're going to be there with you and making sure that they have that commitment to go do that. Right. Great. Rachel, thank you so much. For our audience, how can people reach you? How can people find out more about Burton? You know, Give us a plug about Burton where we should find more information. More information about Burton you can find at Burton.com. And then information about me, I'm on LinkedIn at Rachel Grogan. And that's where my social media stops. <laughs> well, perfect. Perfect. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to Supply Chain Radio. Again, this is Geek Over with Rachel from Burton. And we're signing off. Mm-hmm.